Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The Sparks are two games into the best of five series in the WNBA semifinals. Those two games were on the road in Connecticut, and the road was a challenge. What were the takeaways from those two losses? What adjustments are being made into now a must-win game three at home? Sydney and I will talk about that and much more. It's time right now for Believe in Sparks. Hello and welcome to this edition of Believe in Sparks on the Believe Podcast Network. It's Los Angeles's number one sports podcast network and the only place with a show for every team in LA and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? Hey everybody, I'm Stacey Pates. Welcome to another great edition of Believe in Sparks. Sydney Weiss is on the other line waiting to talk about a challenging week. We'll, we'll call it a challenging week. They left LA, headed to Connecticut for two games on the road. Let me take you back to game one. There was a, a lot of elbows thrown, high tension. That's what you would expect from a game one in a semifinal series. What else did you take away from that game? Well, it's playoffs. So basically you throw away the entire regular season and it's a clean slate for everyone. And especially going into um, high stakes, high pressure situations, everyone plays at their their highest level. And that goes with being as physical as possible as well. And so um, you're playing for something um, like you have been all season, but it becomes more real in playoffs. And so you see people taking uh, different blows and um, that comes with the game. And so you exchange it back and forth as a team because you, you both are going after the same thing. And so it gets really competitive and um, it, it really does come down to who wants it more. And sometimes that means um, taking a couple of those shots and sending them right back. The final in that game, 84-75, went to the Connecticut Sun. I was looking at the box score. The second and third quarters, uh, you guys had the advantage by 10 going into the half. What happened there in the third quarter? Did they come out a little quicker? I mean, it was still pretty even. It was 22-18 in terms of points scored in the third quarter. But what was the difference there in the second half? I think the first couple possessions, um, they came out and we had a couple defensive lapses and they took advantage of that. Uh, they had three threes in a row to take the lead by six uh, within the first two and a half minutes. And they they got the momentum right away and didn't let go of it. And uh, that happens um, against a really, really good team in, in the playoffs, too. You can't have any types of lapses or possessions off because you're going to pay for it one way or another, whether it's um, at the end of the game or during the course of the game when the score continues to sort of um, take away from where being a close game into all of a sudden they're up by six and then they're up by eight and you sort of make a run, but then it's you run out of time. And so you can't. You can't yeah. have moments like that where you give the team any type of edge. And uh, unfortunately, we gave them that going straight into the beginning of the third quarter, and they, they took advantage of it. And in terms of being on the road, we've talked about this on, on a previous podcast. It's tough for any team to play on the road. It doesn't matter how decorated you are, how prepared you are. It's just a different energy, and especially the playoffs. It's a different kind of energy, as you and I have talked about a couple of times. How challenging was it to play in that arena? 
really challenging. Um, they have great fans. They were loud. They were booing us. They were chanting beat LA. I mean, it was, it was rabid. And, and they, that as a competitor, mm-hmm. I mean, you learn to tune it out. You learn to, to use it. I know that I've had moments where um, I've had teammates that they silence the crowd. And that's one of the best feelings because you, you picture that when you're working out by yourself, that you make that huge shot or you make that huge defensive stop and the crowd goes silent. And there's nothing that they can say because you're performing, even though everyone's against you, your back's against the wall. Um, and they had home court advantage. I mean, you could feel that. And so um, they used it. Thankfully, like you said, we're going to be back um, on our home floor on Sunday. Um, and we're going to need all the fans that we can, because from here on out, we need every single victory. That's right. And I don't want any fan listening to this show. If you ever are at a game, don't be afraid to be loud. Don't be afraid to get in uh, that, that energy mode because a lot of people think, oh, my voice doesn't really matter. Yes, it does. It sure like that does. energy really, there is a such thing as a six man, a six woman in this particular case. They, they need to be heard and you all appreciate when they're loud. Oh yeah. You can feel it. I mean, it's, it's electric out there when, um, your team goes on a run and you hear the crowd getting more and more amped up. And then there, that one shot that goes in, I mean, you hear the term, the roof, the roof flying off. Mm-hmm. And like, you feel that you, you can feel the energy, the eruption. And it's, it's one of my favorite things as a competitor, competitor to be a part of because that energy really carries over. And like you said, home court advantage is real. It is real. Coming into the third quarter, going on to a game two now, when you came into the third quarter, uh, it was anybody's game. And it looked like you guys were pretty evenly matched in the first and second quarters. <laughs> and then the second half happened. And you look at the box score, Candace, bless her heart, she just, shots weren't falling. Um, she didn't take as many as we're used to her taking. Uh, she only had three points on the night. Other teammates, of course, stepped up. That's who you are. That's who the Sparks are. Everybody steps up. Everybody takes each other, has each other's backs. Um, but that final 94, 68, that was a tough one in that second game, but it also came down to the play of Courtney Williams. I mean, people joke about her dad being an energizer bunny kind of attitude guy, but Courtney, good gracious. She turns, flips a switch and I don't know, she becomes almost superhuman. Yeah. She's a really good basketball player (laughs) to say the least. I mean, (laughs) um, I, I had the privilege of playing with her a couple years ago in college. Uh, we were on the same USA team and, um, I'll never forget during a practice, um, the coach had me try and defend her for a play that sent her into taking that silky smooth pull-up jumper that she is known for. And I could be, just mm. like you saw last night, your hands could be right there, but she she has mm-hmm. it down to a T going left and right. She was hitting threes. Um, you know, I'm not taking away from how she performed, but we also made her feel super comfortable and she, I mean, she has all the confidence in the world like she should. I mean, she, she can score at will. She's shifty. She's crafty. Um, but we, we have to do a better job making her earn those baskets. And so I think she, we let her get into a rhythm last night. Her dad is a comedian on the sideline. I could hear him while I was out there, too. Like, when I, I got subbed in, he's like, all right, Sid. Now you got to guard her. And I was like, all right, here we go. Here we go. Um, so, I mean, it's so cool to see the support that she has from her family and a lot of the, a lot of the son had their family on the sideline. And I know, I think a, a few of them are coming to LA as well. And it's cool to be able to share 
um, whether they're on your team or not, to share it with the people that mean the most to you. Um, it's really special to see that. And I know that when now that we're back home, we're going to have a lot more fans in our corner too. And so hopefully Courtney isn't as comfortable on our home floor come Sunday. That's right. And the fans will have something to say about that too, to slow her down. What are things that you can do, adjustments you guys can make to try to take her off her game? Uh, just pressure her a little bit more, make her uncomfortable and understanding that she wants to get to that pull-up jump shot. And so um, she's, she's very quick. Um, she knows her speed. And I think we have very quick guards too who can also play physical. And so just try and push her off of her spots as best as we can, make it tough for her to catch it and where she wants to catch it. Um, just making her work a little bit more um, to get those baskets. I mean, she's probably going to get buckets. That's what she does. But we want to make her work super hard for each one that she gets. Another element, you guys need to win the battle of the boards. Yes. Uh, in, in what ways did you see a decline in, in, that, uh, in that stat in those two games? Yeah, I, I mean, going into halftime, I think they had 13 offensive boards. And um, from the bench and even on the floor, you could just see, um, like I said earlier, playoff is a matter of will, um, who wants it more. And it, a lot of the times it comes down to those 50, 50 balls and the, the rebounding and they were, they were hungry for those old boards and they were getting them at will last night. And so, um, that was something that we were aware of going into the game. Um, and for whatever reason, uh, we were getting pushed off of our spots and, and they, they wanted it and they got it. Um, and so, uh, I know that going into Sunday, we're definitely going to be focused on making sure that, um, you know, now for real, it's do or die. And so every rebound is going to matter. Let's talk about the psychology of where you guys find yourselves right now. You're down two games in a series of five. You get to go home on Sunday, which is a blessing. You're going to have the crowd behind you. You play very, very well at home. The numbers prove that. The psychology of being where you are, though. It's, it's challenging. And for those people that have never played at a high level or for those people that sadly take for granted the fact that you're not machines, you're doing everything you can right, you're well coached, you're obviously prepared, how do you discard the mental weight of being where you are? You've mentioned back against the wall a couple of times. How do you discard that mental weight and stay focused? It's not as easy as it sounds. Well, our season has prepared us for stuff like this. We, our backs have been against the wall so many times this season with injuries, different people in and out of the lineup. Um, we are, we like to make things interesting. And so I think we honestly play better um, when we're down. And whether that's on the scoreboard or in a situation like this where we're down two games to nothing, um, we're done. And so I know for me, I enjoy it because you can either be super tight and tense about it and, and say to yourself, oh, man, if, if I don't make this basket, if I don't get this stop, then we're done. Or you can look at it as a challenge and say, let's go. Like, what do we have to lose? I mean, it is a high-pressure situation. The season is on the line. But at the same time, it's like, let's go, guys. Like, let's play our game. If we're going to go down, we're going to go down being ourselves. We're going to go down shooting our shots. Mm. We're going to go down with the fight. And so I love that. we look at it not so – not like, okay, if we lose, it's the end of our season, this, that, the other. It's more like, yeah, we're going to win three games in a row. 
that's fine. Let's do this. Let's overcome this obstacle. This that's is right. just the next obstacle for us to, to get to where we want to go. That's right. I love all of that. And you should give the pregame speech. I mean, forget <laughs> yeah. Derek, Derek Fisher should just walk out the locker room. No, our coaches do such that a great was... job with their speeches. I know yesterday our assistant coaches, I mean, they were so hyped. Coach Fisher was too. And going, I mean, you could tell when we started the game, we were all on the same page. And then obviously things happened throughout the course of the game, but they, they got the pregame speech locked down for sure. <laughs> they do great. It. Well, if <laughs> – if they ever need a backup, uh, <laughs> I'm you here. Are it. I am here for it. <laughs> you are it. Definitely. So did you guys have the day off today? I know you traveled back from Connecticut today. Not, not an easy flight, um, but at least you bought time coming back to LA. Did you get a good nap in? Did you guys have any walkthroughs? What was your day like? Yeah, we just traveled back, landed around 11, uh, this morning and then had the day off and I, I'm sure everyone rested, um, got in their apartments, got in their own beds. And I know I took a nap. Um, and then for me, what's therapeutic for me is going to the ocean. And so one way or another, I try and get there at least once a week. And so I'm going, I'm actually driving there right now to just be by the water for a little bit, spend time with some friends and family. Um, and then we're back to practice tomorrow. Perfect. What do you expect at practice tomorrow? Uh, probably watch some film, talk about um, different things. It's so a lot of it is monotonous at this point in the season because it's stuff that we know. It's it's lessons that yeah. we are aware of, and it's just a matter of doing them. And so at this point, you don't really have much to say. You touch base, you talk about adjustments, uh, probably get some shots up, uh, talk talk through, walk through some scenarios that we could see on Sunday. And like I said earlier, at this point, it's it's a matter of getting the job done. And so. Uh, there's really not much to say at this point except for performing. Will we see any changes in the lineup? Will we see any adjustments defensively? Hopefully, um, defensively. The lineup, I think, is set. Uh, they, the starters do a great job, um, and we have a good rhythm with that right now. I don't think that's, that needs to be adjusted. Um, I think defensively, obviously, that's our, our main focus is making Williams uncomfortable, making sure that we box out Jones, uh, making Alyssa Thomas feel us a little bit more in transition. Um, so all these different things that, um, that we can see on film. And even we know as individuals, based on how we played last night, we know in our minds, okay, we need to improve at this if we want, if we want to put ourselves in a position to win on Sunday. So uh, there's definitely going to be a lot of adjustments on that end of the floor. What's it like – being in the locker room at this stage of the season um, with the season on the line, what's the overall attitude, personality? Is everybody trying to keep it light? Is everyone, like you were talking about earlier, just we know our roles, we play our roles, we keep doing what we're doing. What, what's the overall feeling for those fans that are watching y'all real closely? Uh, I think we're embracing it as an opportunity to overcome. Um, we, our biggest mantra has been to stay together. Um, when we lost on Tuesday, that was what we said after the game, stay together, keep your heads in it. After the, the game last night, we said the same thing, stay together, keep your heads in it. We got, we got three games to win now, two at home. We're going to, we're right. going to be back here. And so there's no right. hanging our heads. There's nothing. Um, there's no time to sulk. Um, we're professionals. We're supposed to embrace it, embrace the challenge and, um, approach it in a manner of fearlessness and taking action. And so I think we're collectively, that's where we're at.
I love that. And those are the characteristics that make champions right there. Exactly. And, exactly. and also, right. And also what you said in terms of, you know, I, I love what you said that it's an opportunity because you've basically been conditioned for this all season based on, uh, you know, personnel, not having everybody healthy at one time. Um, so you're, you guys are built for this and I can't wait to see what happens. I already know what's going to happen on Sunday. Uh, you're going to get, get a win and we're going to, we don't have a choice, Stacy. We don't have a choice. (laughs) (laughs) So that, that has to happen. (laughs) It will happen. It will will happen. Well, I appreciate you as always, Sydney. And I know our fans do too. Make sure you join us. Uh, every week we're going to talk about the sparks. We're going to talk about, uh, what Sydney's up to all the time, which is fun. As you just learned, she's headed to the beach. I'm kind of jealous, but, uh, I will go another day and make sure that you follow Sydney on Twitter and Instagram. She's at sweet baby 24. And you can find me at Stacy Pates also on Twitter and Instagram. Don't forget to check out believe.com and at believe podcast. And Sydney and I also agree that you should advertise on this show. It's a great opportunity. If you love basketball and you love the sparks, even if you're just getting to know them, get to know them better and advertise on this show. We'd love to have you and make sure you get your tickets. Now it's a must win game three. Your LA sparks hosting the Connecticut sun. The game will tip at 4 PM on Sunday at long beach state university. Again, get your tickets now. And as always, thank you so much for listening to Believe in Sparks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.